Attack life, not others. With Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year. You know, we have some guests on the show today that we uh, had on years ago, bringing them back today, talked about going into 2022. One of the things I feel we need is inner strength to get into 2022 and have a better year for all of us to create a better culture, a better neighborhood, better family. And for me, a strong martial arts school is the culture of being positive, not negative, being strong, building inner strength that allows you to give love out rather than hate dealing with eliminating not completely doubt and anxiety and strengthening with faith rather than fear. Raul and Julie, husband and wife, they've been on the show before years ago, and they're both students of yours, have trained off and on throughout the years. You're in education, correct? I'm an assistant principal. And you're seeing, you're Mm -hmm. on the front lines, you see what's going on in the world these days with fear and children and our future. I have, and and Sensei and I were talking about how we're seeing the effect of this pandemic and how it's hit especially our younger group of kiddos and how it has affected them you know and the ability to build skills social wise and self-confidence wise one of the things i think we we talk about in the martial arts and in the dojo world is dealing with fear 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 and i think once you start dealing with it you don't eliminate it but it tends to to take a back seat a little bit and you feel like you're a little bit more liberated and uh, one of the things that opened up the conversation with Raul and Julie is that I've been getting a lot of kids coming in, a lot of teenagers, a lot of young teenagers that seem to be lost and they're looking for strength. Their self-esteem is low. They're looking for a purpose to build that strength and to be able to stand on their two feet again and feel more grounded. They have lost two years. They have lost two years of being face-to-face in front of somebody for the most part and really developing you know, in my eyes, I see the academic piece and how that has lagged and the big gap that we now see, but also the social piece, the psychological piece where these kiddos have this inability now to deal with things because they were used to at this point through their more formative years, they were doing it through a screen, right? They were 10 times removed from the situation. Whereas now when we have that, when they get the opportunity to see a person eye to eye, they're unable, right? They either feel like they can't because they haven't been able to or they never developed the skill or they feel the fear that you're speaking about, Sunsei, which is, can I do that? I can't do this. Um, and then we see the opposite side of the spectrum of the people that kind of take advantage of that situation. These are all things that have to be, you know, ridiculously addressed now a lot more than we did before. I'm seeing the same thing. You know, I'm seeing the inability to face the eyes the head's down, the confidence level's low. You're trying to get them to look at you in the eye and they can't do that anymore. And it all starts in the eyes. You know, you can see the spirit to the eyes. It's just crazy. And building them back up is through hard work, right? Through hard work. I'm actually feeling it even as an adult at this point. You know, at this point, I don't know who I can talk to. <laughs> you know, we're so divided in so many ways. It's hard to connect with people. And you know, I, I feel it all the time. Like, okay, do I approach this person? Is guy going to take me the wrong way? Is the conversation going to go south really fast? Um, and it's more than I've felt in the past. I know exactly oh, what yeah. you mean, Raul. Exactly. So if we as adults are feeling that, imagine, and, and Julie, you said the key word, the formative, formative years. It's not just two years, but it's the formative two years in these kiddos' lives, as you said. And so I guess, listen... We don't like to complain on this show and talk negative. So what we try to do is find the solution. 
So the solution, I mean, there's no magic pill that, you know, that's going to solve everything, of course. But I think, unfortunately, the real pandemic is down the road with children as they grow up and they didn't get the skills that they needed in that window. They needed to absorb that in a certain window. So what we can do now is the way I see it is in your circle, in your inner circle, when you're at home, obviously, as you said, Raul, you don't even know who you can talk to, what you can talk about and that kind of thing. But in your home, if uh, you're fortunate to have a safe home for children that are listening, you know, with your parents, with your siblings, people you do feel comfortable with, hold hands, touch hands, get, and make eye contact. Mm-hmm. And as much as possible, get back to the roots. And the, the children, some of them never had that to begin with because now is when it was supposed to be happening. But get off the mm-hmm. screens as we talk about. And we don't say that in a preaching way, but we say it because you need to do it. You need to do it. And, and Julie, you see it from both sides. So, you were saying a lot of times you find yourself as the referee. You've got the person that was bullied and then, you know, the bullier, right? Correct. Then you have to try to get to the root of the problem, right? Why is the person that is being bullied being bullied? What type of self-confidence is lacking there that is making them a target? And why is the bully bullying? You know, why do they feel they can target this person and take advantage of the situation in such a negative way? And so you become a referee, like you said, Sensei, you become a counselor, you become a psychologist of sort, trying to get to the root, the cause of why these kids are going this route and making it so easy to offend. Like they easily offend and easily get offended, which is a double crux. If you think about it, they're easily offended and they're easy to kind of like lash out and hurt others. Because again, it's been so easy for them to do it in the last 18 months because they have been so removed from the situation and they haven't really so what's built the answer? I wish I had the answer, but the way we've been addressing it is we've been having peer mediation groups. We've been sitting the kids in front of each other. Eight out of 10 times, they become friends. They realize they have a lot more in common with each other than they knew. They realize that they were wrong, that they shouldn't have done it, that there were things they should have done differently if it were a situation given otherwise. Of the other two, you know, because I do say eight out of 10 times of the other two that don't easily resolve, those are ones we have to spend a little bit more time with. And those are the kiddos that might need a little bit deeper, more therapeutic support, maybe from a person a little more trained than myself. They're the ones that really do need that stronger support. And we try to get it to them, you know, and we try to make it so that it's not just the student, because a lot of times this also kind of spreads out into the family. We try to make it so that the family also gets a therapeutic support piece from this as well, if they're willing. And what Roel said, you know, as adults, we're divided. We fear talking about our feelings, so we don't talk about our feelings. The number one part of medicine for kids is give them an open forum, a chance to talk to each other about what bothers each other and then become friends. We've eliminated in the adult life where we're afraid to talk about things that are dividing us. We can't be open about it anymore. We actually turn our backs and walk away and have no comments or opinions. We feel that that's the way to resolve the situation of the world, and it's not. We have to be able to talk, mediate, and somehow come to terms where we can agree on the things that are going to be important to move the schools in the right direction, to move the culture, the family, the nation in the right direction. I mean, that's common sense, right? Right. Absolutely. 
Raul, Julie, thank you for being on the show. As we wrap up 2021, heading into 2022, we wish a better year for everyone, but it all starts with each of us individually, amongst our family and our friends, society as a whole, and hopefully the world. But you said, Julie, it's all good stuff. And then at the risk of sounding self-serving, when you're doing the mediation, you're sitting the students down, maybe have them listen to our podcast. After all, it is called <laughs> Attack Life, not others. Not others. <laughs> and we hope every I'm week. It up. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. But we hope each week, all year long, not just, you know, this one particular episode, but all year long, we offer little tips and advice from the martial arts that can be applied to everyday life to do exactly that. Attack life, not others. Thanks, okay. guys. Thank happy you. New Year. Thank you. Thank you, Sensei. Have a happy, happy New, New Year. Year. Thank you so much. Yeah. Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hooverkarate.com. This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. creation. Steve Mittman social media.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com.